Hello and welcome to Back to Basics with Sandra and Lyndall. Today we have a very special guest, Tyson the Trainer. Tyson, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. Welcome. <laughs> um, so I guess, well, where did where did I find Tyson? I found you on social, uh, Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I really loved one time you called out, I don't know who it was, but there were all the models were finishing their bikini comp or yeah, something. Yeah. And there was a coach that had taken all these models on stage and then he fed them brownies afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. And I was like, you called him out and then he called you out and then you're like, come on, let's go. Yeah. And, and then um, I'm just sipping tea. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is sick. Um, and then when we were thinking about who we wanted as our first guest, um, I threw you over to Lindell. Lindell's like, funny, funny story. I actually used to work with him. So... Yeah. yeah. So for all of our listeners, I actually used to work with Tyson probably about 10, 10 years ago. Yeah. Maybe. And you coached um, me, remember? Through a yeah. 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 Oh, go. my God. I totally forgot about <laughs> yeah. Such a long time ago. But, yeah, we used to work together at Fitness First. We were both uh, coaches at Fitness First. Um, but I guess for our listeners, when I was coaching you and when we were working, working together, you were probably like two-thirds of the size. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Now. Yeah, like, yeah. Literally oh. two-thirds of the size. And I love the before and afters that you – post on your social media of that because I think it's really, really powerful. So so let's start there. Tyson, take me back to the Tyson that you were five to ten years ago. How did you get into the fitness industry? I kind of just like fell into the fitness industry. So before I even met you, I was back in Townsville. I was a truck mechanic because uh, I dropped out of high school in grade 10 and didn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, up there, you do a trade. So I found being a truck mechanic. And like three years in, I was like, this is the worst job. I actually I've ever. can't even imagine you. Yeah. <laughs> and like, not now, too. Even like when I was skinny, you know? So I'm to pick up these huge, heavy things. And like, just being covered in grease all the time, I'm like, nah, this is not happening. Hey. Grease under your nose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then when I turned 18, I was like, I just need to leave Townsville. Because yeah. while I was doing that, I was kind of in drugs and stuff like that. Um, and just like, it was just a bad place. Because if you're not, you're not really doing anything there, there's not a lot there. So I was like, I've got to get out, came to Sydney, and I happened to just do my PT certificate before I came. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just randomly picked a place in Sydney, Newtown. I was like, oh, this place looks cool. Like, knew nothing about it. <laughs> and then when I found out about rent, they're like, oh, yeah, it's 300 a week. I was like, yeah. a week for a room? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, now it's like double that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, and then I just happened to find Fitness First Newtown, and I was training there for a while. And I, I was kind of in the powerlifting side of things then, like yeah. really interested in strength training. Um, and one day I was at reception. I'm like, do you guys need a personal trainer? And they're like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And, and then Mark still- Mark told me. Um, he's, what was that, he was sorry? still like skinny back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah, still yeah. skinny. Yeah. So, um, uh, so he just said, yes, like come on board. So I started doing PT. And then during that time, um, I got really obsessed with like health and fitness mm-hmm. and started getting uh, very neurotic with my food and the whole clean eating side of things. And I was following certain people in the industry that were just uh, preaching like kind of like obsessiveness. Yeah. And so for me, I, I remember this yeah. about you. Yeah. And I remember you were like constantly dieting. And Intimate I was like, fasting, all that to lose what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and like for me, like, I thought I was still like fat back then, like chubby type of thing. And I was like tiny. Yeah. Um, and so it was, a, I probably went through uh, probably about like four years of constantly like trying to diet, trying to eat strict, telling myself I'll be good, then going like binging habits. Um, let's be honest, the cert, the cert four or whatever you did doesn't teach you anything about actual practical everyday living nutrition, nah, nothing. nothing. It's yeah. just a piece of paper at the end of the day, right? Yeah. When I got my certificate, yeah. I was like, oh, so <laughs> I'm a PT now? now? Yeah. Like, it's you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm teaching people and I have no idea yeah, what's going right? on. Yeah. 
Um, and then I started getting into like the intermittent fasting side of things. Yeah. And because that like supported my eating disorder, you know, you'd restrict yourself all day and then you'd overeat at night. And then like during that time, it was very hard because I was coaching people and I was trying to help them. But at the same time, I was struggling inside um, with myself. So it was like that kind of a posture syndrome. Um, and I never really went to anyone for help. Like I saw yeah. a psychologist once and then I was like, no, nah, I can do it myself. You know, I'll be able to do it. Um, and then I actually just started learning about nutrition mm -hmm. and understanding, you know, about macros and calories and all those type of things and realizing that like, you don't have to be that strict. You don't have to be that obsessive about food mm -hmm. and, you know, weighing everything to the gram and making sure that I got all this done. So, over time, I just kind of got myself out of it by showing myself I could. Um, and that was also accepting weight gain, which was a really yeah. hard thing too. You know, as a PT, I'm like, oh, people are going to train with me because I'm going to gain weight and they're yeah. going to think I'm fat. So it was a very, very hard few years to get through that. Um, but with, I guess, accepting that mm. this is what I have to do, I was also able to get myself out of that period too. I think sometimes when you're in it and you're in it deep, it's really hard to get yourself out of it as well because I, I can relate very similarly to that situation. I think my disordered eating really started in those days mm. for myself as well and really because I was competitively lifting and having to you know, meet a certain criteria when it came to body weight. Before that, I never really cared mm -hmm. about it and then all of a sudden I did have to care. But I think, yeah, when you're deep in it, it's very hard to get yourself out of it because you're every day you're preaching what you do with yourself to your clients mm -hmm. because it's obviously working. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it should work for everybody else yeah. as well. So, I mean, in regards to your eating disorder, like you've spoken a little bit about how it manifested itself, um, but how did it kind of affect your everyday like life, relationships, everything like that? Relationship-wise, uh, it didn't really affect me relationship-wise just because, like, when I came to Sydney, I had no friends. Yeah. And everyone my age was at university, you know? Yeah. So, like, I went into the PT side of things, and because PT hours are, like, early mornings, later at night, I never really socialized or anything on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And so, I, I guess... still don't. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, in a way, kind of... Because, uh, like, I'm quite extroverted. Yeah. So, the way I think it would have negatively affected me is because I didn't actually go out to socialize and try yeah. and meet mm -hmm. people because I'm like... I have to eat this Panic and I can't, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like when we, when I would take my clients out, like we'd go get something to eat or food. Like I would be like stressing about what am I going to eat from the menu? And like, uh, you know, what am I going to do after? Do I have to burn these calories off? Do I have to do this? And it was like, it was hard to just be able to relax and just kind of switch the brain off. Did anyone say it? Did anyone call you out on it? No, nah, not no. really. Not, not back then. Yeah. Um, and like, cause you know, your clients don't know any better type yeah, of thing. Right. Um, and it wasn't really anything that I was kind of projecting. Like no one would notice, um, that I was stressing or anything like that. Like yeah. I was, I could keep a calm face, but inside, like I was freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you get out of that? How did that change for you? Well, that was just like again through education. So yeah. I started doing uh, first thing I started with uh, precision nutrition, which is yep. like a, a nutrition course, and then from there I just kept doing uh, other nutrition courses. And I also found came across. Uh, do you guys know Mackenzie Baker? Mm. So he's another uh, nutritionist, and he actually used to be at. Um, what was the one that shut down at Revhead? Was it Lyft? No, that's not Lyft. That's um. FIA. No, it was a big gym that was there. Oh, yes. Was it Lyft? Yes, it was Lyft. Yeah. yeah. So he used to be there. And then I just somehow came across him. And then um, he also talked about he was in a similar situation for me. Um, and then I was following him and his advice and just starting to just, uh, you know, relax a little bit more with food and mm -hmm. showing myself that I can be uh, less restrictful and also like still get results, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, so that was just like a, a slow process. Um, and do you feel yeah. like, I guess, male disorders, uh, like eating disorders are more of a, like a taboo subject? And I think this is possibly why maybe 
nobody did call you out. Like even myself, like I worked with you every single day yeah. and I knew that you were always strictly dieting, yeah. but never once did I ever think that you had a disorder. It, yeah. yeah. You, you know what I mean? I know there's a lot more education around it these days, but do you still feel like it's a bit of a taboo subject for males? Yeah. When do you ever hear males talk about it? You never. Know? And it's also because like, you know, with males, they don't really open up and communicate. So mm. a lot of them probably are internally battling it and not sharing it. But also it's like, it's weird because they can get away with it because of them being a male and it's mm. not as noticeable as like a female. Like, you know, if you see a female who's very lean or whatever it is because she's restricting, you can notice that quite easily. Yeah. Like with guys, they've got a lot more room to kind of wiggle with. And especially mm. like in my personal opinion, the bodybuilding industry is yeah. like rife with that stuff. But if they're on gear or they're on other things, like you're not going to notice it anyways, you no. know? And that's what they say, oh, it's my cheat meal. And they yeah. smash a fucking ridiculous amount yeah. of calories. It's that whole, like, you know, strict during the week and then binge on the weekend, but yeah. it's okay because it's their cheat meal or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've all kind of gone through that yeah. in some degree. Yeah. Like I, I knew, I, I know, especially when I went from kind of like the whole clean eating philosophy mm. and then moved into if it fits your macros. Like, for me, that was a really scary transition because mm. yeah. all of a sudden I had this freedom that I was nervous about. Yeah. Like, I was like, well, what do you mean? I can eat whatever foods mm. and there's no good or there's no bad. You know, and I, I remember when it would come to having my cheat meal, my cheat meal would be like sugar-free chocolate yeah. or something oh, wow. like that. It would yeah. be like still quite clean. And my mm. coach was like, what are you doing? Like, can you just go and eat a burger or something yeah. like that? Like, can you be normal? But I just couldn't. Like, because I just had this like constant fear of this one meal is just going to do undo all of the hard work. Did you feel like kind of the same? Yeah, and I think uh, like even a lot of people that I talk to still feel like that now, mm, you know. Yeah. Like even like around Christmas time now, people stress out about that one day and it's like, yeah, like, you know, you can eat as a lot of food, but it's like, I'm, you know, you're trying to help people to understand that like the one day is not what's going to get you lean or what's going to yeah. get you overweight, you know. It's about or the that, other day. Yeah, it's the accumulation yeah. of everything. Yeah. Uh, but I did, yeah, obviously struggle with that. And then even my thing was when I first went to macros, because I've always had a bit of like a neuroticism and very obsessive. It was like, mm. I, you know, I have 2,122 <laughs> calories, you <laughs> know? Yeah. Those, and yeah. it's like, it's not 67 grams yeah. of rice. I'll take two grams oh, out. Well, and yeah. so I was just having it's to really, yeah, just yeah. take the reins off and just allow myself to mm. be more flexible with that side of things. How do you, yeah, how do you, I guess, with your clients now, how do you um, educate them in that space? Because it's quite a hard concept to grasp yeah and i know that like through my coaching as well some of them are just so scared to go over or to eat under and they're just so attached to those numbers what's something that you would say to someone that's struggling with that like being being well, flexible i get a lot of people to actually like the biggest thing is like people think okay i'm going to do this i'm mm. going to gain weight right mm. and like that scale might move for whatever reason it is and so i always get them take your measurements i love your scale videos yeah. <laughs> It's, but it's so real, you yeah, know, people act, real. and so that's many people reply, laugh. oh, that's me. I'm yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't say. Um, and it's funny because, you know, we let this thing on the floor dictate yeah. our self-value. And know. it's like, man, you, you don't let people dictate that, but you let this thing on the floor. Yeah, it's probably wrong. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, well. you know. Yeah. Hold on to the tower rack to make yeah. sure. My battery's ready to go. Yeah, my battery's slow. Yeah. Because they crack in the tile. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just remember the Simpsons episode where Homer's like gut is over the towel rack when he's weighing <laughs> yeah. himself and then he like pulls it off and the scale and like it's shoots real up. Life. Yeah, yeah. It is. It Blaring. is. Yeah. So good. So I get them to take measurements for the yeah. week before, like yeah. whenever someone starts with me or even mm -hmm. just someone asking me. And I say, eat, you know, eat a specific amount of food I'll give them. Yeah. Because I always. I always give people more than they think they can eat and they always freak out. Like, oh, yeah. am I going to gain weight? I'm like, well, this is my job. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to ruin myself. <laughs> but you have to get people to trust you, right? Yeah. So when they take their measurements and I, I'm like, just trust it for a week. 
And everyone always at the start, like, oh, I feel full or I feel bloated. It's like, yeah, because you got more food. Yeah. And then always the next measurements they'll do and they see nothing changes or usually something will go down by yeah. a centimeter or two. Everyone gets in denial. Oh, no, I must have taken my measurements <laughs> wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like people don't want to believe it, you know. But um, that's how I actually gain their trust. It's always yeah. after that first week and when their measurements don't change, people just from that small change, like, oh, I can actually relax a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, and trust you as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, once you get someone's trust, they're more likely to follow what you say. Yeah. yeah. I was the same when I, I switched to If a Future Macros. Like, I dropped, like, six kilos, like, within, like, 12 weeks or something crazy like that. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I can eat I everything. can eat a burger and yeah. lose yeah. this weight. Like, it was just absolutely wild to me. Um, but I guess you kind of spoke a little bit about, I guess, body this more for yep body dysmorphia and how it manifested itself through your eating disorder like did you really kind of feel a sense of pressure to look a certain way as a personal trainer because I know I did yeah 100 like, especially when I like start because fitness first was my first yep. like coaching gig I can't imagine I that culture manage <laughs> gyms and this and that but, but the gyms that I managed yeah. were bodybuilding gyms yeah okay right so I was constantly surrounding surrounded by people that were like jacked dieting like on the shred, like that's what I was surrounded with. Mm. So when I went to fitness first, I was like a little bit bigger, mm. uh, like not shredded like these people. And I was like, nobody's going to want to train with me. Yeah. I'm not shredded. Like mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't have a six pack, you know what I mean? And I had um, Renee actually say to me, she's got a six pack, right? And she's just naturally lean ever since I've known her, she's had a six pack. And she said, do you know how many people don't want to train with me because mm. of how lean I am mm. naturally? Yeah. Because they don't look at me and think that it's realistic. Or that you could relate to her. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and so it wasn't until I heard that that I was like, that is so true. Mm. You know what I mean? But did that kind of ever... Yeah, like, and yeah. especially that was when Instagram basically started, you know? Yeah. So, like, I would look at all these coaches, again, they're jacked and they're huge, and I'm like, oh, man, people aren't going to want to train with me. Or, like, I must be doing something wrong because I don't look mm -hmm. like these people. And I was always comparing myself. And the same thing in Fitness First. Or there'd be days where, you know, if I did binge and I'd come in, I'm like, oh, people are going to notice that I'm bloated today. Oh, wow. Again, I was like 57 kilos. Like, you're not going to be able to notice <laughs> anything on this kid, you know? 57 kilos is like the same. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was always playing in the head but it's yeah. like also the people we work with like normal people you know mm. they just wanted like especially I don't understand people just want to come in there to have someone to talk to yeah. to have a good session True. and they don't give a shit how jacked or ripped you are yeah. you know like none I of my clients my cared. clientele just came in to have a chat with I, me every week like they never stuck to their program they never stuck to their nutrition <laughs> they never came to the gym outside seeing see yeah yeah, yeah all because the time. I yeah. am a good laugh oh yeah <laughs> I had clients for seven years yeah. like for yeah. three of my clients from the yeah. day I came in to the day I left. Didn't really see much change at all. They're just no. happy to come in, chat. And it's they like, love it. Yeah. And, I, and I love that for them. Yep. You know, I love that for them. I think, you know, those connections and those relationships are really, really important. But yeah. it's so funny how, like, our mindset takes over and we're like, what do these people think of us? Yeah. Like, literally nothing. Yeah, it's, it's scary. Like, I still run face-to-face -face classes yeah. at the moment. And um, I still get that little hiccup when I have a new client come through. And I'm like, are they looking at me? Because I don't have, you know, I'm not yeah. ripped and I'm not, you know, this and that. But they're not there for that. They're, mm -hmm. they're there for you and the culture that you bring and the environment you have and the other women that are there. So, yeah, it's, it's wild how it's changed. And I'm yeah. glad that we've got people like us out there now that are making it okay for that to be, that no one has to be ripped to be a PT. Yeah. You can educate from a space of 
you know, yeah. not what you look like, but what you know. And how you make people feel exactly. too, you know. Like I was flat out of fitness first. Yeah. Not because I knew more about anatomy, not because I knew about more than anything, just because I could talk to people. Yeah. And people just like to, you know, they like who you are as a person. Yeah. That's why I even say to online coaches, I'm like, they don't buy the information. Because mm-hmm. we can, as a general, you know, we all kind of know the same thing. You yeah. have to eat in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Like yeah. it doesn't matter whose profile you go to, but it's about who are you and mm-hmm. why am I going to buy into you as a coach? Yeah, you yeah know? absolutely. And I think it becomes even more important when you move your business online yeah. as well because you don't have that face-to-face relationship, that interaction. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting way to look at it. So I guess the change occurred for you, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, when you found out you had hypergonadism. Yeah. That, how did I say it? Did I say that correctly? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess that was probably one of the key reasons as to why you were 57 kilos. Yeah. So was, I think it was kind of uh, hand in hand, right? So basically, I like when I was in fitness first, there were days, all of a sudden, I can't remember when it happened, but like I was struggled to get out of bed. Like I had no energy all the time. And it was kind of like everything just like felt like it was great. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, I don't know if it was ever actually like depression type of thing, but it was mm-hmm. just like, I didn't feel like there was just kind of anything. I never really felt emotions much really yeah. and i remember i was listening to a podcast a bodybuilding podcast one day and they were talking about prep and stuff like that and he's like um oh you know you're deep in prep when you know when you stop getting erections and then i was like i haven't had an erection in like three years <laughs> yeah and like wow. i never even thought about it like imagine that yeah, yeah. imagine being a guy and realizing that wow. it was just so bizarre yeah. and i was like oh and then i was like oh i haven't actually noticed females in about like a long time so wow. i was like i think i was like with the eating side of things and then just focusing on my business. I just kind of forgot about everything else. And I thought it was just because I was focused on that. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, something's going on because I've just, I don't have any energy. I can't seem to get out of bed or anything like that. So I went to a psychologist first because I thought I was struggling with depression. And she was asking me all these questions mm-hmm. and she's like, you seem like you're okay. Like you seem like you're, you know, you've, you've got a job you love, you know, you've, you're surrounded by people. So she's like, I think it could be something else. I think you should go get your testosterone checked. And I was like, oh, okay, weird. So I went to the doctor and I argued with this doctor for about 30 minutes. And she's like, nah, you don't need it. Nah, you're a young, healthy boy. And because Isn't I was skinny, bad? you know, she's like, you're healthy, you're young. Um, and so I was like, I was like, look, it's my money. I'm paying for it. Like, yeah. I don't care. I just want to check. And then like two days later, she calls me. She's like, you need to come in. I was like, okay. <laughs> this is a GP, this right? A GP. And this is the problem with GPs. They just... It's just the textbook, yep. you know, analysis. Anyway, you look continue. You are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're 21. Nah, you don't need it. You oh, know, whatever. Insanity. Yeah. yeah sorry. Bro. And so, um, she came back in and she's like, straight first question, are you on steroids? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. Look, and she's like, that's what I said. I was like, do I look like you? She's like, I need to know. I'm like, I'll be fucking pissed if I'm on steroids and this is how I look. <laughs> and she's like, well, your testosterone is less, um, it was like oh, two, God. right? Yeah. So which is like less than a uh, a female who's going through puberty. What? Yeah. And she's like, so I need to know what's going on. And I'm like, what the, like, Why yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm not the problem. Yeah. And I was like, I went off at her. I'm like, you said you didn't want me to do these tests, blah, blah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And then so she referred me to an endocrinologist. Um, and I was like to her, I'm like, I'm never coming back to see you again. <laughs> so I went and saw an endocrinologist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just like so oh, mad. Oh, hey. Too, yeah. <laughs> um, and then when I saw an endocrinologist, they had to do a few tests. So they did an um, uh, MRI on my pituitary and then they did like an ultrasound on my gonads. Um, and they just said there was, for some reason, there was no signal being sent back and forth. When I was younger, I think I must've been like 16, I actually rode down a bunch of stairs and the bike frame hit me about yeah. like six or seven times. And like, they were bruised for like 18 months, like really? for 18 months. And I haven't kept going to get checked. I'm like, no, nah, they're just bruising, they're just bruising. 
And then, so we don't know if it was that or it was like a combination of that and my eating disorder because it was all kind of around oh, the same wow. time. Yeah. So I never really kind of figured out why these signals weren't yeah. sending. But then they said they're going to monitor me. Mm-hmm. They said, we're not going to do anything. We've got to watch you. Because, you know, again, young kid, fitness, maybe on steroids. Yeah. So a year went by of them doing nothing, just watching me. All right, you got to try eating more food. you got to try doing this. And then um, I posted today, I actually did cold showers for the whole year because yeah. I thought they boosted testosterone. Wow. Anything I did, nothing yeah. went above six for oh the whole God, year. I tried doing that one time because <laughs> I read that it would burn more calories. <laughs> oh, <laughs> walk to the no. station without a coat. Get cold, get cold, yeah. you shiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes I'd walk to the station with dad and he'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'd be like, no, you're fine. Shredding, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. And so after the year, um, so I think that was from 2024, I think, like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they gave me the gel. So I had to put this gel on every day. Does that actually work? For me, it didn't. Yeah. And because I'm a sweater too, you know? Yes. Oh, when you put the gel on, you can't touch anyone for six hours. You can't. And I'm like, so <laughs> what? Like when you get Botox and you can't lay down for the first four hours, I'm just struggling. I oh, really? Nap. I want a nap, man. <laughs> oh, it was just like so impractical. I'm like, this is a stitch up, man. So is this the same doctor? No, no, no. Oh, this is someone doctor. else. There, yeah. Okay, yeah. So then the endocrinologist is like, oh, look, it's still not working. I'm going to have to refer you to someone else. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So then they sent me out to Concord Hospital for an yeah. andrologist. And then um, she's like, oh, we'll just double the gel dose. I'm like, <laughs> oh, is this what we're doing? So every day before PT, half an hour, I had to stand with my shirt <laughs> oh, off no, and wipe it everywhere. <laughs> Vision, the, the vision that I have in my brain right I now know. is so hilarious. This is like a saga Stop. of just like, I'm like, geez. I wish you yeah. recorded this, oh, man. honestly. And then yeah. so another six months went by and they're like, oh, that doesn't seem to be working either. <laughs> no, so, then fi- yeah. so then finally. You need to shower in yeah, yeah, exactly, now. Yeah. So, oh man, it was like the worst. And it was like, like yeah, it's like sticky. Th- oh man, just set me off, hey. <laughs> And you're trying to like grow your business. Yeah, exactly. Covered yeah. in a gel. Everyone's like, like, do you smell alcohol? Like, you know, alcohol rub? Oh, I don't know. Ha ha. I just sprayed my deodorant everywhere. Yeah. It was a mission, mate. Yeah. And then finally, they're like, okay, we're going to put you on testosterone replacement. Yeah. So that was um, end of 2019 because I just mm-hmm. moved into just behind fitness first. Yeah. So, how um, many, so how many years was that between when you went to the doctor first? I was about 18 months. Oh, yeah, so a year mission. of them watching me. That's a long time. Oh, no, actually, well, sorry, it was, yeah, yeah, about 18 months. Yeah. So them monitoring me, watching me, and then getting the gels and stuff, and then finally being put on replacement. Yeah, yeah right. So how, how soon after you kind of started that replacement therapy that you started to see change? Uh, f- like uh, mentally, like noticing, it was two days. Wow. Yeah, I like woke up, and I don't know, it's, it's like, you know, you've got your amplifier here. It's like a six to a ten. Like I woke up, and I was like, I just felt good. I was like, whoa, mm. this is so weird. Um, this is how it feels to yeah, normal. Oh, feel normal. Yeah, you feel normal, you know? Yes. Like, I had motivation. Man, like, I could not, like, I ne- could never bench two plates, right? Yeah. It must have been, like, three months after. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was just, like, hectic. <laughs> it's a new world. Yeah. And then, uh, so it was kind of came in time when I was also working on fixing my eating disorder mm-hmm. and being okay with gaining weight. So for me, luckily, it kind of went hand in hand. And because yeah. of my appetite, being on testosterone, my body was just trying to make me eat. Yeah. So like I was gaining weight quite quickly, um, but also with the testosterone, it was being muscle mass too. Yeah. Mm. I grew in height, 
my my feet grew. What? So that's why I think it could have been when I was younger too, because it delayed my puberty. Wow. Yeah. So I went from a size eight to a size eleven in my what? shoes. What? Yeah. That is insane. And I was like asking my doctor, like, I'm like, is this all right? Yeah. yeah I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like to my doctor, I'm like, is this normal? And she's like, oh, well, you don't see it often. I'm like, is this gonna keep growing? Like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> do I stop yeah. now? Like, I grew four crazy. centimeters in height, so wow. I went from one seventy five to uh, yeah one seventy nine ish where I am that's now. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then it was just like accumulation of like each month I was just kind of like putting more weight on yeah. and just feeling better um and then yeah so within a year I gained uh 30 kilos that's insanity yeah, and did, were people like paying you out and saying because they didn't understand your condition they were saying like oh he's on the gear blah, no blah, one blah. ever did because it didn't no? look like I was on steroids okay. right because yeah. like the way I kind of look today now is when I was first on it like it was more just like Oh, he's got muscle mass, but it's not like I was like big and jacked Define type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think very people like people really cared at the end yeah. of the day or noticed. But everyone's like, "You look way better." Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't seen my mum in that time because oh they were back up in Towson. So when I came up. back home yeah, and I knocked wow. on the door, she was like looking at me like she didn't know who I was. Hey, yeah. Wow. It was like when uh, it's like when you sent me Tyson's profile and I hadn't I hadn't seen you. Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> the transformation. Yeah. yeah, it's like I ate the smaller Tyson. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah, wow, pretty much. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so like. Do you feel like you kind of like missed out on like a whole kind of section of your life because you didn't realize that you had this going on? Um, I guess yes and no type of thing. Like I'm kind of gl like not glad, but when I went through all that, I also really built up my business at the end of the yeah. day, you know, and like I wouldn't be where I am today because like, you know, back then I was like, I'm just going to focus on growing this. Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of self-development, a lot of reading, a lot of working on myself. Um, so, you know, I'm grateful that I actually kind of went through that to make me who I am today. But like I did miss out on some socializing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the end of the day, you know. And I think those experiences are what like shapes our businesses as well. And yeah. that's why yeah. people go stories. to you. Yeah, I yeah. my business grew after I had children and my body changed completely, mm -hmm. like 20 kilos heavier. And I'm more successful and confident now than I was back then yep. when I was tiny and, you know, had all those muscles and stuff. So it's it does definitely shape. And I think people go into the story. Yeah, exactly. And when they can relate to you and say that you've gone through the struggle, that's what sets you apart from everyone else that's just paid a coach, got the, you know, had the transformation, yeah. but it wasn't actually a journey for them. Yeah. So yeah. And like for Same. me, yeah, with the eating side of things, like that's why I work predominantly with females mm -hmm. because like, uh, you know, females, we don't, well, like they do struggle more than males with the whole food side of things, yeah. especially the way they're raised with the scale and all the media and things like that. Yeah. So for me, it's quite easy to be able to relate to them and see how they struggle. And also for me to think, I know how to get you out of this, you know, yes. because I've been there myself. Yeah. Yeah. And your eating just sort of um, like, I guess, got better after, after you had your yeah because i was gaining weight too yeah. and also like realizing that my clients didn't leave me you know mm -hmm. and like my business was still getting better and better um so i think it was the same thing like you know as it was going on you were just like oh this is actually okay it's it's the unknown that scares you yeah and so as i was progressing i was noticing businesses still going well no one's thinking that i'm too fat or anything yeah. like that um and also like allowing myself just to eat kind of like yeah, I love the like thickness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every day it's a different treat. Yeah. I think a lot of people like they're scared to eat, right? Yeah. But it's like if you allow yourself to eat, at some point you're gonna get sick of eating that same type of food. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you might binge on a, a jar of peanut butter. I it's funny, I was having a spoonful of peanut butter once and I'm like, how did I eat a whole jar? Because it's like 
Yeah, I'm like, how do you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. drive I'm like, how did I ever do this? But now it's like, you know, if you ever did eat that jar, you're not going to eat another jar and another jar and another jar because yeah. it loses its power over yeah. you, you know? We give food power and it's like you can also take that power away mm-hmm. because you're saying that food's bad or that food's, mm-hmm. you know, I shouldn't be having that. That's just you telling yourself the story, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's so funny. I, some foods that I can't even look at now, like, because they were just, like, in my <laughs> dieting phase, yeah. like... I was talking to Renee about this the other day. Like, we used to put coconut oil in the fridge oh. so it would go hard. Oh, yeah. eat it like a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Wow. But actually, oil pulling, what's that thing they do? The oil pulling, they let it sit in their mouth, the coconut oil, and then it apparently takes all your toxins out. And stuff. Oh, I don't know. That's okay. See, there are some cooked <laughs> yeah, things that go see, on. See, hey, see, yeah. yeah. It's all about that marketing, yeah. hey? Yeah. It's all about that marketing. Yeah. So I guess, like, with your testosterone replacement therapy, I feel like there's, a, I guess, this, like, major call out on social media especially now. i don't know if i'm just noticing it more now or um it's just happening more now where people keep calling out people to talk about the gear that they're on i just think it's so dumb um but have you ever <laughs> received that like you know people are just like why are you taking this like you're a personal trainer i feel like it's a little bit like you're in the fitness industry and you look a certain way but then you're also taking gear I feel like there's that kind of like taboo kind of subject, I guess, happening at the moment. Mm. But I don't think it's necessary to really call it out and, and speak about it. Like, have you ever been kind of... Like, people, like I kind of documented my journey. Like that's yeah. like that same time as when I was working on Instagram too. So I kind of shared the what was going on. Um, and I've, I've always been open about it type mm. of thing. So I don't like, I've never had anyone kind of call me out. Yeah. But like if I ask guys, be like, oh, bro, how do I get it? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, have no testosterone <laughs> have for three years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, like, or a lot of people ask me, oh, hey, I think I have it. I'm like, well, yeah. go get checked. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, what do you want me to do, man? Yeah. Like, oh, here, let me send you something of mine. Let me fix you up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Should have had a big like per like is this the color of them because that's what happened, um, but like you know things like that. So people ask me, but I'm also like, people think oh I've got low test. I'm like man, you don't sleep much. You yeah. eat like shit. You know you're doing all the wrong things. Fix that let's first, and then let's go first. and have a sus. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're the, the easy way. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Having to fix all of those things takes work and effort, and it's hard. They have to think about it. Yeah, it's just like taking a supplement. Yeah, you know, it's like it's everyone's easy. big on the Duramine now. Everyone I see Wait, is doctors like, just will give, give it, it to it people. Out. So I had yeah. a client yeah, of mine shopping. ask me the other day. Her friend was encouraging her to take it because we're going to Fiji, and, and I looked at her and I said, "No." Yeah. And she's like, oh, "Okay." I said, "I would ask you first. I'm like, well, "It's true. The GPs are just handing them out." Yeah. It's it's insane, and um, the same thing like with the v, the gastro, the surgery and stuff yeah, that people yeah. do. Yeah. They like tell people to go and put on weight so they fall into the obese category, yeah. and then they qualify really? for the surgery. So it's crazy, like when people say my GP said, as soon as they say that, I'm like, hold on. Yeah. The GP does not know diet, they don't know nutrition, they don't know mm. exercise the way that we have experienced it. So yeah. no, don't start a sentence with my GP yeah. said. Um, so it's, it's crazy how it's, yeah. it's all changed now. So I guess how has your training and nutrition like philosophy changed over the years based on your experiences? Uh, for me, it's really just uh, helping people understand uh, what health is. Like... Everyone always comes to me, like comes to most of us for weight loss for mm-hmm. the most part, you know. But for me, I'm like, I don't care if I don't help you lose weight now or all of it. It's about teaching you something you can live for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's like, you know, it's basically the 80 20 principle mm-hmm. of having some good structure, eating well for your health, but enjoying life a little bit. Mm-hmm. And knowing also when to, like, you know, switch that dial on, whether you want to get leaner yeah. or to be able to relax. Um, Sometimes it's six to 12 months of like actually educating your clients mm-hmm. before you may change exactly yeah well. and once yeah. you have that education like I, I i know for myself 
I know what I need to rein it in mm. or what I can rein it in. I know what I need to do to get there. Yeah. Because I didn't have that knowledge before. Yeah. I would just be like, I've got to cut calories or I've got to eat clean. Yeah, yeah. and you go hard out for exactly. how long. Yeah. And that's even like now over Christmas time, a lot of clients are stressing. And I'm like, you have to enjoy yourself now because, you know, they're dieting up until Christmas. I don't let people diet around Christmas yeah. because it's supposed to enjoy yourself. And then most people want to start dieting on the first or whatever it is, right? If you're stressing the whole time over Christmas period, you're burning yourself out yeah. already, mm-hmm. and then you're not going to have that energy to ready to get go on the start, you yeah. know? So it's like you need to learn to be able to relax because we're always going to have Christmas. We're always going to have birthdays. We're always going to have social events, and, like, we can't take that out of our life. Yeah. But also we don't have to uh, – go all out when we go and have that. Like, oh, my friend's my friend's birthday. All right, well, I'm going to get drunk too. It's like, yeah, do you have to? Can face, you have yeah. a few? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. for me, like, it also depends. Like, I don't drink just because I know I'll just get shit-faced every time. Yeah. You know? It's not like two <laughs> drinks. Like, we're getting lit. We're going hard. Sandra, on the other She's the one buying you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a time and a place, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I know when I want to go and have fun. And when I choose to do something, I'm choosing to do it. I'm not feeling guilty for and doing it. it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's what's exhausting the exhausting thinking about food? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's consuming. It yeah. really is. I'm yeah. gonna have that burger the whole time you're eating it. You're eating like three bites because you're stressing. Oh, you didn't yeah. enjoy the burger. Mm. You're stressing now. You feel guilty. It's like enjoy it, slow down and savor it, and then go off. I you used know? to be like that now, and now I'm like, should I get the sweet potato fries on the side? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always yes. Yeah, always <laughs> yes. With the aioli, yeah. remember? Um, yeah, it's the same. Like you used to think you couldn't even enjoy it because you were thinking about how much you had to exercise afterwards yeah. to compensate for what you ate at that time. Or I remember there was a post I did, and you know how Facebook does the memories. Oh thing? yeah, yeah. Um, and I had more cringeworthy than my previous <laughs> memories oh, on God, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I was at a Christmas barbecue, and I actually put B right back, and I went and smashed myself in the on the treadmill for thirty minutes. Oh yeah, right. and like got up to like three or four hundred calories, and then came back to enjoy yeah. Christmas. Yeah, I can't do that because I sweat too much. No, same, uh, like, but that. What were you doing? Nothing. You're like, very sweaty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good thing. That was the more you sweat. Yeah. Because before, that's what you used to measure your success off. Yeah. yeah. So, do you ever feel like any of your um, like eating disorder tendencies ever kind of rear their head ever? Um, I still have like. Getting rid of neuroticism, I can't really get rid of that, you yeah, know. Yeah. But it's been about being aware of it for the most part. Yeah. And there have been days where I'm like, man, I just want to fucking eat everything. Yeah. And like I've, I would say maybe once every six to eight months, like I just eat whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but like it's never about uh, letting that carry on to the next day or feeling mm-hmm. bad for it. I'm like, okay, like for now it's like, okay, it is what it is. I just get on with it. Whereas if we're always thinking about what happened and we can't let it go, that's when we're giving that importance to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you're always like making a bigger issue out of it, you're kind of telling yourself it's a big issue versus like, I'm sorry, all right, well, I just get along with life mm-hmm. now. Um, so I think with that, like just kind of not, I guess, caring in a way, mm-hmm. it's just made it easier. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't give it that attention anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be the only thing kind of like rears its head type of thing. Yeah. And you just, just yeah, it is. Yeah, because yeah, it's such a big part of your life. You would think that it would be more prominent, like, coming up. Yeah, and, I, I for myself, like, every mm. now and then I, I do the whole, oh, I, I ate a lot of food. Yeah. I need to, like, do a big workout today. Like, yeah. every now and then I have those thoughts, but I catch myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? always will. Well, I say I always equate it to like being someone who's an alcoholic. You know, yeah. you're never not going to be an alcoholic. Like you're not an alcoholic, but it's very iffy for you to go straight back to it. So yeah. the same thing is like you never fully get rid of your eating disorder. It's always there, but the consciousness of being about being aware of it, like you mm. said, when you start to watch those thoughts, you just kind of you know you acknowledge them. You're like, all right, I know this is going to happen. I'm not going to fall into that. And it gets easier as you go on, you yeah. know? That voice is smaller and smaller as the years go on type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Have you had any males reach out to you about having, like, them having an eating disorder? Um, Probably, like, 
two or three, so actually oh, not a lot at all, really. Crazy. Yeah, um, and a lot of them come from over exercising, under eating. Okay, and mm. all that, like that's my brother. Yeah, yeah, crazy. He's uh, like he's a pro boxer as well, and oh he, man, boxers the worst. Honestly, for because they have to weight cut yep. so much, so they're always in this yo-yo phase, right? And so uh, uh, their trainers as well haven't gone through nutrition or proper ways of training. So then they go, all right, just train, 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 and then two days before your fight, just. Sauna suit, yep. cuddle the water weight, blah, blah, blah. And you're doing powerlifting too. Right? <laughs> it's insanity. And then you'd see him so depleted and then you'd be chuffing pasta or whatever before just to get the energy back. You're doing boxing now too, yep. aren't yep. you? Yep. Yeah. So it's it's crazy. And, and he, I definitely think he has a disorder. Sorry, bro, if you're watching. but um, Because then he'll binge after that. Like mm. he was, his wife used to have tubs of ice cream ready for him after the flight. Oh, yeah. Because it was just like, and it's it's such a, it's a circle. cycle. Yeah. Cycle. It's yep. crazy. Um, I so wonder how they perform so well. Yeah. And I'm like, you aren't eating anything, man, you know? Mm. And again, like sauna, all that stuff, and then they go out there and kill it. And you're yeah. like, how did you do that, you know? See, I could do it if it was a 24-hour weigh-in, but yep. I've done it the and it's been a two-hour weigh-in. Destroyed. Yeah. Like, could not lift anything close to what mm. I could. It was really interesting how de- the combination of dehydration and, like, low locales really affected Just the gym. dehydration, man. Yeah. Honestly, that's crazy. So you only need 2% dehydration to actually start noticing strength, uh, like, negative strength effects, which mm. is not a lot, you know? No. So what made you go into boxing now? Something different. Yeah. Like, same thing, like, with... Uh, sorry, going back to the question I said about for about my um, philosophy for my clients. Yeah. Like, same thing with training. Find stuff you enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Like, if clients say to me, oh, I want to do Pilates, I'm like, go do Pilates, yeah. man. Like, I was so... There's no wrong or right. Yeah, no, I was so move. like, oh, if you're not doing weight training, like, fuck, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? Like, I was so like weight training is everything and then just obviously as i'm getting older and learning yeah. i'm like man do whatever you want to do i used to do that as well yeah. i was like if you're not powerlifting what are you doing yeah. <laughs> you have to strength train yeah. oh, yeah. like and I'm like, <laughs> so where do you think people go wrong when they start a fitness journey they want to people make it so hard for themselves they want to just go to the extreme you know mm. it's like i always say like you know you'll win in a marathon race and you're like oh this is too easy i'm going to shoot myself in the foot so I can, <laughs> it's like that mentality you know yeah, like, do. you don't have to yeah. cut out carbs all right but i'm going to cut out carbs you're like okay yeah so people just go i read it on, i saw it on tiktok though so it must be yeah, right. yeah, yeah. definitely uh, i think people again they just think they have to do extremes mm. to get the results yeah and people are impatient that's mm. the biggest yes. thing they want it like because we can get everything now you yeah. know Amazon, even in Australia, will deliver the same day I know. for certain I things. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. yeah. I got my like, Amazon order delivered yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I ate a salad today, but I didn't lose three kilos like yeah. tomorrow. It's like, yeah, yeah well, it's, it's a long-term mm. thing. So for me, it's like teaching people patience, right? And I always say I relate to a career. Like if you ever decide you want to go up in a career, you're not going to rock up and be like, I'm going to be CEO on day two or <laughs> yeah. like three weeks in. It's like you're in there for years working mm-hmm. up the ladder. And it's like with your health, um, it's the same thing. Like your health is going to take time to mm-hmm. build and get the results you want. So be in it for the long run because it's a part of your lifestyle, yeah. you know. It's not a 12-week shred. It's like keep it as a part of your lifestyle for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. going to ebb and flow as well. And I think you have to be okay with that as well. Mm-hmm. Like my my goals have changed yeah it's not linear you know know, exactly because you know things in my life have changed my workload has changed i'm now not competing um you know i'm just training kind of for health and strength and the love of it yeah and that has really changed the outcome Mm -hmm. and the results but i'm okay with that Mm. as well 
So you have to be fluid, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's really, really important. So I guess moving on to social media, you're obviously an online coach. Yeah. <laughs> what does that look? No, uh, exactly how social media. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, a big one that we talk about, but yeah. Um, so I mean, you're obviously an online coach. Yeah. Um, so you no longer do face to face. Um, same. Uh, and I love that you post. I guess some quite controversial topics and, and things online as well. And I love that you stay true to your values, even though there's a lot of hype online and, you know, different platforms and people doing different things and everything's the truth when it's on TikTok, right? Yeah. <laughs> like how, how important is, you know, remaining true to yourself and your values on social media? I think it's like my number one value, yeah. you know? Like the amount of, uh, as you get more following, you know, you get brands reaching out to you for all, and I'm just like, Every time, like, this is going to just water me down, basically. Yeah. You know, if if, the, if I ever have anything tied to me, people, like, subtly, they'll think something different, you know? Mm. Like, oh, like I'll recommend things without a, without a link to you yeah. get paid yeah. for or anything like that. Just because at the end of the day, like, I'm not here to make money off recommending other things. I'm here to make money as my coaching. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I just want to help people out. Yeah. And so, for me, it's like, what's the point in trying to make an extra 10 bucks from a kickback on a protein sale mm. when I could just, you know, stay true to me and still make good money doing coaching instead. Like people are just, everyone wants money basically, you know, for the most part. And they want it quick. Again, it's the same thing. Like yeah. clients want to lose weight quick, coaches want to make money quick or whatever, or influences or whatever they want to be. I think also for me, I'm like, I'm just not materialistic. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, really. I actually had a brand reach has me recently that they do vegan protein. Oh yeah. Oh, which is fine, <laughs> but like, I mean, I'm not a vegan. Yeah. Um, you know, no hate to anyone that is. Like I would definitely always recommend a protein powder yeah. to my vegan clients because it's an easier way for them to get protein, but I'm not vegan. Mm. And I think a lot of vegan protein powders taste like flour. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to represent your brand yeah. because I'm not really going to use your products mm-hmm. and I'm not going to fake it for my followers. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do do that. They do, 100%. You know? Oh, it's great. You're like, all oh, right, are you sure about yeah. that? The yeah. greens powder. Yeah. What's with the girls drinking oh, the greens powder? I'm like... That's oh, disgusting. Like, like, how do you not? Nah. When companies are like, I want to send you something, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, you can, yeah. but I'm going to give an honest review. Okay. Like, you know, I'm like, if I it's shit, I'll tell you shit. Yeah. By the way. Kellogg's yeah. sponsor me. That's yeah. the only, <laughs> they're the only people I'll take cereal, as a sponsorship. Uh, yeah, yeah. Serial killer. Yeah. You've yeah. got t shirts. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that was also, I guess, like teaching people that you can just have certain things. Like, for me, I'm like, I have a bowl of cereal. Yeah, I know. Everyone's got a cereal. That's right. Yeah. Don't eat cereal. All right. Wow. Mr. Honey Charles. Yeah. I've got some oats. Who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who hurt you, Lindell? I just don't. Yeah. I just I'm not. No hate towards it. Have like, you tried it? Yeah. Do you, cocoa pops? No? Yeah, of course. Okay. We've all had cocoa. But you don't pops. like, like it. Yeah, yeah. I just don't really. Okay. Cool. I just don't yeah. Really yeah. Really. All good, Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. So let's <laughs> wow. So um, yeah, cool. Um, All right. So how important is confidence and consistency when it comes to, you know, a fitness program? A fitness program? Yeah. Uh, like confidence in a fitness program? Or what you, yeah, nutrition as well, I guess. You know, like self-esteem, you know, all of those things. Like how does that, you know, equate to, you know, someone being consistent? when following a fitness or a nutrition program? Oh, well, like consistency is like the key, right? Yeah. Like I always say a perfect plan that's not followed is wasteful. Yeah. It's like, you know, a suboptimal plan that people can follow mm-hmm. is the most important thing. So it's always matching it to your lifestyle, kind of like what you talked about before. It, you know, everyone's going to be in a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You have kids, you know, we don't have kids, so we have more flexibility. So it's like me, you got dogs, you know, I got cats, cat dad, <laughs> much more stressful than kids. I might tell you that. <laughs> um, Some days. Yeah. Some days. 
And so like, you know, yeah, like I always think like, uh, I'm trying to promote this thing. It's called good enough at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like what can you do that's good enough? You never have yeah. to be perfect because people go the all or nothing mentality. Oh, I can't do my 60 minute session. Might as well not go to the gym. I'm yeah, like, I used to think yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. same, same. 30 minutes on the treadmill, it didn't count. The yeah. outcome, you have to have that massive outcome. Yeah. yeah. And so it's about people like just like, just do good enough, you yeah. know? If you can only do 30 minutes today, bloody oath, you know? Yeah. If, if you can't do all your steps, but you get half of it, you did something. It's like that yeah. 20 rule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, like do whatever you can on the day. You know, you might be traveling the airport. So for me, when I'm in the airport, I just go for a walk around the airport. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're waiting for ages. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I didn't get my 12,000 steps today, but I got 5,000. So no, it's better I, than I nothing. I just walk to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm at the airport. Your reps. The rules of society don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true though. Like when I was um, powerlifting, my sessions would be like two hours. Yeah. And I had to get all of the reps, all of the sets, all of the exercises there. Now I'm honestly in and out of the gym. 40, like 45, 45. Yeah. yeah, same. And that's just... So what much my more. schedule will allow. Yeah. So much better. And I've, yeah, I feel so much better for yeah. it because I'm not sitting around having 10 minutes rest, yep. burning like two calories. Yep. Like I'm actually just in and out and just more efficient with my time because I just don't have the time. Yeah. But I'm also okay with that. You know, I'm also okay with that change. Yeah. So it's not about the minutes. It's what you're doing in there, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like you can smash a hard half an hour workout mm. if you wanted to. Mm. If you wanted to, yeah. you know? Um, and I think with that too, it's like, because the all or nothing mentality, it's like a lazy mentality. Oh, no, nah, I'm not going to do anything if I can't yeah. do it all. It's like it gives you a kind of get out of jail. Yeah, free card. they do. And they're comfortable with that yeah. too. Well, that's, like, I'll start again Monday or I'll start again Monday. It's like yeah. it's Tuesday yeah. and you're going to wait another <laughs> week to start again. Oh, yeah. I used to do yes. that though. I'd be like, oh, my client's getting here in 50 minutes. Oh, I won't have time for a workout. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'll have to, to do, do it something. later than the yeah. afternoon yeah. when I've got like yeah. a two hour gap. Like that would be my mentality. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I'm like, yeah, I could do, I'll just walk around the block. Yeah, legit. I'll just go for a walking to do something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, how can people develop like better self confidence and better self-esteem and like how can this kind of help them on their journey oh good question i think uh developing confidence self-esteem is always going slightly outside of your comfort zone you know mm-hmm. finding like i would like tiptoeing just outside of that comfort zone mm-hmm. to try something different so everyone thinks i'm quite confident on camera i'm always talking to the phone and stuff like that but back in the day like i used to be so scared to record in the gym because i thought all the other pts were like what's he doing yeah you know? and like i'd have that internal stress mm-hmm. but also before that i used to just record myself every day and talk to a phone and not post it anywhere. It was about just practicing. And now I can walk outside when people are looking at me and I'm walking down the you know, yeah. phone and like, yeah. I don't care about any, what yeah. anyone else thinks. Yeah. But it took time to be able to develop that. It was like, you know, going from my house to going to the gym to then doing it in front of a few people when there are members around and then being able to just do it whenever. Yeah. Um, so with the confidence, it's like, think about what kind of scares you a little bit mm-hmm. and like, what can you do like that one little thing to mm-hmm. just step outside of that comfort zone? Because again, it's not about like, it's a bit, kind of like 1% better rule, you yeah. know? It's not about being a hundred percent better tomorrow it's about how are you a little bit better so then in a year's time mm-hmm. you do have that confidence or you do have that high self-esteem yeah yeah it's even like posting stuff on social media which you mentioned um like even a couple of years ago i wouldn't post anything like at the the, the beach or whatever like top down like from up here right. down because yeah. i was so like self-conscious after having kids and stuff and then i think yesterday the day before i posted a full like a full shot um and i was like wear the bikini um so it's like you just pra- you keep practicing and mm. keep stepping outside a little bit a little bit and people appreciate it. like the amount of people that message me is so like oh my god yes like you know i'm gonna do that too mm. thank you for sending out that message blah blah because you don't have to be perfect yep. to put it out there exactly and the more you um show that the more people will it's like you're, you're spreading the yeah. good vibes as and well. Relatable, yeah, know? totally relatable. It's just, yeah. you know, like I think everyone is worthy, and yes. it's about being okay with 
you know, taking up space. Like, mm. you're allowed to take up space, yeah. you know, and it's fine. Like, you just do you. Like, yeah. people are going to judge you regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's how you react to that. Yeah. That makes the difference. Like, I used to really be nervous about what people would think of me, you know, and how I looked and did I look skinny enough and I would only post the photo online or that I looked the skinniest mm-hmm. and... I don't give a fuck. Now you do yeah. the camel toe pictures and yeah, everything. I know. She's taking a photo shoot last weekend and like 98% of the photos, I've got this massive camel toe and she didn't even tell me. That's what friends, friends are for. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I just don't care. Yeah. Like I just don't care. And I think it's, there's nothing better than that feeling. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I just remember wasting so much energy. Yeah, trying to be perfect. Trying to be perfect mm. and just look perfect and, you know, and I, but I didn't feel perfect. Mm. You know That's, what I mean? I never, the pretend is the hardest part. Yeah, and the pretend know. makes you less relatable. Yeah. You know, mm. oh, this person's perfect. Like, you know, I can't compare myself to them. Like you talk about being a normal person mm. and when you are vulnerable, people so much appreciate yeah. that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely agree. So what's one piece of advice that you can give to anyone that is, like, struggling with body dysmorphia or an eating disorder? Get help, I would say. Like, Mm. the biggest thing I wish I did was go and see someone Mm. because it's hard to suffer in silence, you know? And it's also hard to get through something yourself that you've never really experienced. Like, you're going through this, but you haven't had that experience before Mm. where you can go and get help from someone who they may have been through that before or they know how to get you out of that space. Mm. Um, And there's nothing wrong with asking for help, you know? So don't suffer in silence. I think for, like, for me and my disordered eating, like, I never looked at myself at the time like I had a disorder. Yeah, same. I was like, oh, well, I'm not skin and bone, Mm. so I'm obviously You don't look like you've got a problem. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, I'm over there eating eight. 100 calories and exercising yeah. for three hours a day mm-hmm. but because i didn't look like those girls that were like in the hospital or whatever i didn't yeah. think mm. i thought i was fine you know what i mean so mm. i think it's also kind of being aware of your thoughts and how damaging yeah they are and, and how they're making you feel yeah yeah because yeah. you can be in our own denial you know yeah like i don't like for me i was like when i after i saw her i was like oh well it doesn't happen all the time like i can get through it and like we'll just like mentally trick ourselves mm. because we we don't want to actually acknowledge that we're in trouble or we're, we're struggling, you know, we always want to kind of be in denial of that thing. Like, nah, we're okay. I'm keeping my head above water basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, going back to, if you guys have related to anything that we've talked about on the food side of things, then you probably are struggling, you know? And again, it's okay to do it because if you can't get yourself out, then it's just going to make it harder as it goes on. Yeah, I think it's 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 okay to not be okay. Yeah, as well, and I think people don't realize that as well. Like I know I'm very much about my independence and doing everything myself. And if I have to ask for help, I hate that. Yeah, I hate that because it's a sign of weakness, right? Yeah, but I'm much better at it now than Mm -hmm. I used to be. Yeah, you know, and I think yeah, it's just about being okay with not being okay sometimes. Mm -hmm. Do you think a lot of the bikini competitors out there have an eating disorder? Yes, it's a glorified eating disorder. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. You starve yourself for this amount of weeks, then what do you do? You're being straight after. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because everyone gets upset when I call that out, yet when we look at someone who's obese and they've lost all the weight, you don't say, good job, I'm going to go buy your pizza right now. Yeah. You don't do that. No, you, know? you don't. And it's the same thing with them. And like they're in a way more deprived state, but it's what everyone but does. So it's normal. Exactly. And bikinis yeah, and they're selling yeah. it now. Yeah. And it's yeah. normalized because everyone around you does it, you know? When they're in their little clique, yeah. they don't see anything else. Has anyone come to you for bikini coaching? I get heaps of, yeah. Yeah, and what do yeah. you say? Oh, uh, for bikini coaching, sorry? Yeah. No, 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 no. But I get a lot of comp because a lot of people who do comp prep follow me. And I've had a lot of people, yeah, yeah, hey, like, and like I said, like, you know, you think you're the person who's not going to struggle with it, come back and we'll see. The amount of people that have come back and be like, yeah, you were right. Yeah. Because it, 
you're starving yourself the whole time and you think you're not going to have a bad relationship with food when you're extremely lean, you've eaten nothing but chicken, broccoli and rice because you're on a strict meal plan mm. and now you have no control afterwards and your coach is like, oh, I don't know what to do, you know? Yeah. yeah so a lot of people, I always say no to actually getting someone to comp stage, but I'll always be there to support people Amazing. to get them out well, of it. Because a lot yeah. of those comp coaches will actually just throw their hands up in the air if they... Well, they've got the yeah. signature yeah. shot now. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you just can't stick to it. Exactly. Yeah. It's just that they're struggling. Like, I've had girls that I coach that it's taken us probably a good two, three years mm. to actually develop a healthy relationship with food and training and not have that kind of disordered mindset, even yeah. though they're no longer competing. Yeah. It's just the repercussions yeah. now take years to overcome. And people just don't realise that, you know, if the people look at it and go, oh, it's 12 weeks, yeah. there's light at the end of the tunnel, that tunnel is me being on stage and then it's done. Yeah. But they don't think about the potential repercussions if someone's got – you know, slight mental weakness. Yeah. Um, such a toxic culture. I hate seeing all the photos of them out, like backstage with their cupcakes. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, and mate, stuff, yeah. that's not normal. Well, not even just the eating side of things. Amenorrhea, you know, mm. possibly not having kids mm. when you're older. Uh, bone mineral density is yeah. huge. Like there's so, and I'm like, you're doing it for a plastic trophy. Yeah. On stage that and exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like most of them like if this is this is not your profession. You know, yeah. people get upset when I say it's a hobby. I'm like, mm. you're not getting paid for it. Yeah, you're paying to participate in this. It's a hobby yeah. that's potentially ruining a lot of things yeah. for you. You know, yeah. so I think it's a it's a it's an I don't like that it's such a glorified thing and everyone mm. either wants to do that or the photo shoot. Like mm. you can be worthy, you can look great, you can do all those things without having to step on stage or to go and do a photo shoot. Like instead of doing a photo shoot where you're at your leanest, do a photo shoot where you're happy with where you're yeah. at the moment and just celebrate how far you've come, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like I... Like, because you're always going to look back and you're like, oh, I wish I was there again. Like, mm. you couldn't stay there for yeah. more than a week because it's unsustainable. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah. There's so many times that I look back at old photos of myself and just remember how fat I used to think I was. Yeah. Oh, and, that's But awesome. I was like, it was like 20 kilos ago. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah what I mean? Same. And now I'm like, I love how I look yeah. Yeah. now. Yeah. You know, but I just remember how I used to feel then. And I think that comes with experience yeah. as well. And I think people go into these sports just not being mentally strong enough yeah. to deal with those repercussions. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah, on Christmas, someone took a bad photo of me and I had like this little um, pocket of arm fat that was just like so, like stuck. Years ago, I would have been like, oh shit, like, I've got to, like what's wrong with beat, my arm? You would have beaten yourself up. Yeah, I would have beaten myself up. I would have been like, do not post that photo. But I was like, that's just, that's just a weird angle. Like, that's, you didn't Bodies move. Bodies move yeah. and you caught me at the wrong move. time. Yeah. yeah, or yesterday there's a bit of cellulite and I was like, I'm yes. so glad I don't know how to edit photos. That was, <laughs> that was the one best thing that I had. I'm like, well, i got to just put this up because I didn't know how to edit. And I'm like, well, that's kind of blessing in disguise. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess like to wrap things up, like yeah. what's next for Tyson and Trina? Um, probably going to keep pushing this whole like good enough thing for yep. uh, coming 2023 just to show people like you don't have to train five days a week. You don't have to spend hours in the gym. Like good enough to be healthy basically yeah. is what I want to be pushing. Um, and just – just trying to keep doing what I'm doing. Like I, people say, what are you going to be doing 10 years time? Like, I hope I'm doing this. I hope I'm yeah. still coaching people, yeah. teaching them how to be better, just on hopefully a bigger platform. Hopefully, hopefully having a good time whilst doing it, right? And eating thickness every year. Thank you for tuning in today. We will pop Tyson the Trainer's links down the bottom. So please feel free to follow him. Um, if you did like today's podcast, please take a screenshot and tag us all. We would love to see that you love watching us. Until next time.